a lackluster showtime. I was trying to do a southern accent. Why? For streamers. Why? Because they're like uh, country boys. No, they're not. Don't fucking judge me. Yes, I am. Like, <laughs> what are you doing right now? You're like, yeah, Tremors is filmed in Kentucky. <laughs> Where was it filmed? Nevada? California, man. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Tremors is filmed in like um southern like a, a small town I believe in not even a town. It's um they as far as I know from my research they built the town of Paradise, Nevada hmm. in California. Like which is cool. Yeah. I mean to build the town as a set itself. Mm-hmm. Um there have been many other movies that have capitalized off that whole premise mm-hmm. before and after i think one of the most notable sets that you could ever think of where you're like no nah, man it's all cgi backgrounds green screen craziness but it's not it's gangs in new york that set was immense it was so big have you ever seen the walkthrough of that set no huge 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 um but before we get into the film of today's episode, Tremors, obviously. Tremors. No, I don't get There is no cowboy aspect to this film. You're taking one thing. You're taking Kevin Bacon's stupid cowboy hat and you're making it a cowboy film. There ain't no cowboys in this film. There ain't no cowboys in this film. Now you're like talking by, like a Yankee. <laughs> um, but... Uh, before we get into it, I want to get into some uh, little local news that happened here. I love having news stories on our episodes. And it's all about the funeral for four slain members of the Grantsville family to be held Friday. You hear about this? No. You haven't heard about the teenager out in Grantsville? We have a friend that used to, who grew up in Grantsville. Um, who? Uh, Amber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Amber grew up in Grantsville, and she's always like, Grantsville's weird. It's got that real weird small people vibe. Um, small town people. There's not, like, tiny people running around the town. It's got that small people vibe. Uh, yeah, but uh, basically, so, kind of a crazy... This is going to be one that, like, the community remembers for a long time. So, on Friday, four members of the Haney family were shot and killed in their home at 93 East Moore Drive. Mm-hmm. A fifth person, Colin Haney, the father of the family, was shot in the leg but survived. The couple's How oldest convenient. son, Danny, 24, was away at Utah Valley University when the shooting occurred. The 16-year-old brother of the victim was arrested at the hospital where he and his father were driven by a third person who is not released to the family and who, or who is not um, related, not released, not related to the family and like, who called 911 <laughs> about 7 p.m. Friday after going into the house. So this was just this past weekend. Oh, wow. Um, 
so yeah, man, they're charging this 16 year old brother, I believe with murder of, uh, four of his family members. Um, the, this is a trial I'm going to want to follow. Consalo Haney was 52 and three of her five children, 15 year old. Was it Consuela? Uh, C-O-N-S-U-E-L-O. Consuela? Consuelo, I think. Maybe. Um, she was 52. Mm-hmm. And three of her five children, 15-year-old Alexis Haney, 14-year-old Matthew Haney, and 12-year-old... Uh, I'm so terrible with names. Yeah, uh, you M-I-L-A-N. Million? I need to see it. Mylan? M-I-L-A-N. Milan? Milan. I would think. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they were all killed. I have a feeling some sketchy shit's going to come out of this. Yeah, I'm going to have to put some Google alerts on my phone. Um, partly <laughs> because I haven't looked much into this case, but I, I'm like... 16-year-olds don't generally shoot their family members for no reason. No, and... and from, I mean, they can, but. There's no prior history to the house at all. Okay. And another weird thing to me was um, that the father was shot in the leg. And then they he That's drove weird. with him in the car to the hospital. It's just, it's really, it's got some, I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speculate because I haven't really looked into it much. I'll speculate. It sounds like some sketchy fucking shit's going on. I've seen some Dateline episodes that sound just like this. Well, there you go. <laughs> I've seen, I saw one where the where one of the parents survived and it was one of the, the kids and they were in on it together. Yeah, I, I. I could imagine so. I could imagine the father almost being like, dude, you, you kill him, then wound me, and we'll get you off on insanity or something. Or you know, you're, s- you're a juvenile. You'll get less time, and then we'll split the money. Well, I don't Your think mom there's was no a money. bitch anyway. Maybe, but it's, aw- it's an awful uh, set of circumstances That's to terrible. come upon the I'm this surprised I didn't Grantsville hear about that. community. Yeah, it's been all over the news. Um, I seen it over the weekend. I didn't think of anything of it because what I initially thought when I seen it was like crazy cowboy Grantsville party. Some cowboy must have went nuts and shot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was just thinking that. And then when I seen that it was a family that got slain, I was like, whoa, I got a key in on this. Dang. And it's sad we don't do that very often now because we're like, oh, just another shooting, another shooting, another shooting. Yeah, I don't even pay attention. I think technically that's considered a mass shooting, isn't it? I don't know how many people have to be shot for it to be a mass shooting. Three or more. But I think that will go down as a mass shooting right here in Utah, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, um, they had uh, counselors and whatnot at the schools, which is understandable. Grantsville's a small community in Utah. It It sits in Tooele County right outside of Tooele, which is the larger of the three cities out there, well, I guess you could say four cities. You have Stockton, uh, Grantsville, Saratoga Springs. Is that one of them? Or no? I don't know. And Twilight, but yeah, so sad set of circumstances. But I'm sure you'll see it come on a lot of the crime podcasts. There, the definition is a little wishy-washy. Okay. Um, under U.S. federal law, um, it used to be that the the term was originally defined as a murder of four or more people with no cooling off period. 
but re but was redefined by Congress in 2013 as being a murder of three or more people with um, a firearm. But I don't think that this counts. Like I think this is just like a mass, like a shooting event, <sighs> something like that. I also think that there's like mass shootings are more. They're not necessarily directed at like this. Like if every time a family member killed their whole family, there they would all be mass shootings, and I don't know if those all count as mass shootings. I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know if it has to be a random event, like you just randomly walk into a mall and start blasting or what. Yeah, I don't know. I have it, no that's idea. That's why it's a little wishy-washy. Like they have a hard time defining it. The more that I uh, research crime, crazy crime shit with you, because I'm not, I'm not really into true crimes and stuff. But the more we do it, the more I want a gun. <laughs> and and I've never been uh, totally against firearms. Mm-hmm. In fact, I've owned a quite a few firearms over my years, including the AR-15, the notable one that's always brought up in uh, news stories and, th- and things like that, and handguns, rifles. Now all we own is just one rifle that has family significance but i'm always thinking about getting another pistol i just know that if i was in a situation where i could utilize a weapon it would be out of reach well after watching tremors i want the elephant gun (laughs) (laughs) well why don't we actually start talking about tremors (laughs) all right let's go into tremors so that was some local news there's nothing really in the way of horror news of recent that's mind-blowing um but tremors man this is a 1990 american monster comedy film i don't think it's very comedic but i think it you don't think it is comedic no you laugh the whole movie because it has funny situations i i don't think it was made as when i think of a comedy film especially a horror comedy film I think of something like Scary Movie or, you know, something along those lines. Like straight up comedy in your face, outrageous. I think this is better than that. I agree. And that's why I laugh more because the situations are just so funny but real. Like, but it's classified as such. Um, And I mean, it's a turn of the century film being 1990 we're going from the 80s into the 90s so it's um starting the 90s outright and i think century is every hundred years decade is every 10 oh turn of the decade then yeah i've never heard that term turn of the decade i film. don't think it is a term <laughs> <laughs> i think you we, made it up there we go but you know what i mean because it seems like every I think you're right. A century is a hundred years. No, it would still be a turn of the century film, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> it's 10 years off. Oh my God. I'm no math mutician. Um, math mutician? Mathematician? <laughs> What's happening? Make fun of me all you want. Um, <laughs> but it's what I mean is it. It starts the era off right and starts the we'll decade say off right. the decade because every every 10 years, 10 years okay every, every decade, decade 
has a feeling to it in cinema. Okay. And Tremors, like, sets it for the 90s. I was thinking about this today. You have so many great films that came out in the 90s. And this one just comes onto the scene and it doesn't care what people think about it. It's one of those brainless movies where you don't have to be super involved to enjoy it. But it is more fun if you are involved. Well, you're also very involved because it's very entertaining. That's what I was getting at. Like, you, it's not one of those you got to be thinking 24-7 and your mind's There's going... There's no crazy it's, plot twists. It's just a movie about no, it, some stuff that happens. Exactly. It's not like the last movie we watched, um, The Lighthouse, where it's very intuitive uh, and, and it's full of uh, artisan uh, quality. Stop it. Uh, you did that on the last... Uh, <laughs> She's doing The Lighthouse. That's, no. The Lighthouse is... Oh, wait. Boom. I can't do it now. Uh, I was trying to whine like, uh. But this movie, it it definitely um, set me in my horror place, in my horror ways. Because Marcus was born in 1990. No, but it was, it was one of the first films I had seen that's got horror qualities. I had seen this before, or I had seen Halloween 4, mm. which I always put as my notable, that got me into horror films. Mm-hmm. But this kind of set me in my, I like dark, creepy stuff. I like monsters, I like things like that. And I remember seeing this movie, I was probably four or five, and I remember it came on like TNT. And I want to say it was like Monster Vision or something with Joe Bob Briggs. And it was so good. It's, and to this day, there isn't a time I've seen this movie that I've been bored at all. And you can attest to this because I laughed the whole film at the same funny moments. It's to a me. funny movie. Well, and there's even some scenes that I swear aren't meant to be funny, but they're so like the situation. I guess it's because I can see myself doing exactly what the characters do. That just, like, so um, the part in the film where you have Fred Ward's character and he is walking through the open desert and he steps in the prairie dog hole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And he's like, whoa. Yeah, you would 100% do that. But then he Even like, if you didn't think there was something in the ground. It's, it's a prairie dog hole. He's like, goddamn prairie dog hole. I can, you would do that in two ways. You would do it purposefully. And accidentally, you would like, you would do it to scare the shit out of me. And then you would do it like, oh God. <laughs> um, but it, I want to talk about a couple of the people real quick involved in the film. Okay. Um, so this is directed by Ron Underwood. And this was his, he, he's a very, um, he started his career off as a making films for like educational purposes hmm. and things like reading rainbow yeah and but this was i don't i don't think like he was involved. reading rainbow like, um, like those are educational. i think it was more like college films and things oh, um so boring stuff yeah okay but this was his first large film his like but he went on to make city slickers oh which is another great I've never seen it, but... You've never seen City Slickers? Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Um, you may have seen Mighty Joe Young, though. 
That does sound familiar. It's that Disney film. What's it about? It's Big Ape, man. Oh. Joe Young. Oh. Can't go without uh, me I'm telling you about sure movies Mighty I haven't Joe. seen. Now you got me questioning my own notes. Mighty I do like monkeys. Joe Young. Yeah, Mighty Joe Young, man. And it's about a big ape? Yeah. Oh. Mighty Joe Young is a 1998 American adventure film based on the 1949 film of the same name about the giant mountain gorilla. Well, it's a gorilla. Brought to a wildlife preserve in Los Angeles. Aren't apes and gorillas the same or similar? I'm not even going to pretend to be a scientist. And I used to love movies about little monkeys when I was a kid. Like there was all these movies about like kids getting monkeys and keeping them in their backpacks and like going on adventures with monkeys. Dude, I totally know what you're talking about. And 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 I always hated those movies. Oh, I loved them. But they were like you would have been a little bit older than me, obviously. So they probably would have been stupid to you. But I thought they were (laughs) cool as fuck. And I like wanted a little monkey. And I loved when they wore like little diapers. And since Vader's been wearing like his little belly band, he looks like one of those little monkeys. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um but his Ron Underwood this was like his it was his debut, his debut big old film guy yeah and he it led him on to a very short-lived film career but a very largely lived tv career he's yeah. uh directed episodes of monk which i love know, monk Grey's anatomy <gasps> i love Grey's anatomy and even fear the walking dead among others because i realized when i was doing the research on this film. I was like, I could talk about the plot all day on this film because I've seen it so many damn times. We could do a plot rip through. But I was like, I don't know anything about the backstory of Tremors. I really don't. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with this one, Mm -hmm. talk about the plot a little bit. But I thought it was funny to see someone who had started with Tremors and moved on to this lusty... Lusty? Uh... What what's the other word? Lustre? Like a lustrous? Lustrous. Lustrous. <laughs> my my grammar's so off today. It is. Lustrous. It's because we're tired. It might be. We're pretty I've kept us up two nights in a row. Killing yes, someone it. Know, does not know how to go to bed. Um, but his his TV career is like huge and it's full of a ton of like things. And I always find that People like think, oh, horror's a shit genre. No one makes it out of it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, you're wrong. So many people start in the horror genre. And we're going to talk about another Let's one. Let's look at Rachel Green of Friends. Well, yeah. We'll... A.K.A. Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he went on to have a good career. Then you have the producer who's Gail Ann Hurd. I had never heard of Hurd before. <laughs> This is the word with herd. But Miss uh-huh. Miss Gale is she is a very prominent female Hollywood movie producer. Mm-hmm. That's very uncommon. Um, when you think about like, uh, I don't want to say the I don't want to make it like political or anything, but the way men and women hold roles differently in the job industry. When you look at Hollywood in general. It's not political. That's just literally a fact. Go on. <laughs> well, I don't want to get political with it. And Keep like, going. They got paid more and blah, 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 blah. They do. Keep um, going. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, like this chick 
producer of Tremors. Terminator 2 has credits on Hellfest, has credits on The Walking Dead, and a long plethora of other films. Plethora. Plethora. (laughs) Education. It's a grammar education workshop. I wonder which one of us gets paid more on this podcast. (laughs) None of us. We each get $13. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I thought that was really cool because you don't see a lot of women in horror in the background making aspects of it. You also don't see a lot of women in the background making aspects of film or most things in general. I agree. So I thought that was really cool. Like, wow, she was an executive producer. That's a strong title. Um, Usually if you're involved in horror films and you're a female, you're getting killed. You're, you're the actor. You don't see a lot of them in the actual making of it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was a really cool little tidbit that I didn't know about, about Tremors. Another thing is this is written by S.S. Wilson, which um, the most awesome thing that I learned about this is he did the screenplay and also adapted it to the movie. Of Tremors? Yeah. Oh, I was like, of what? (laughs) What he wrote, what he wrote before this, Mm -hmm. and the reason he wrote this film is... um, from what I gathered is he was a... Um, Earthentologist? No, he was a journalist with like the military. And I think it was a branch in the Navy or something. And he would also do these long hikes out in the desert. And all he did is, from what I gathered, there's a few different like tidbits online. Mm-hmm. Of this. I don't know if any of it's true, but from what it said on a couple of websites was he was just... Hiking out in the Mojave Desert one day and came across an outcropping of rock. Got on one of them and was like, I wonder if there were worms under here that could eat me. What would I do? <laughs> and that like bore the bore the idea of this. I'm like, That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I think stupid shit like that all the time. If I could turn it into a movie. Right? And he did. This was one of his first writings. But before this, he wrote... The best robot movie ever. And it's not Terminator. Ball. Is it Chopping Mall? No. Well, then he did It's do Short it. Circuit. Oh, man. he did! <laughs> he wrote both one and two. I was so amazed. Your mama's I was... a snowblower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, no wonder I love this movie so much. That is awesome. <laughs> and then he's got writing credits almost on every one of the Tremors movies. So that's just kind of like a, I didn't go into it really any more of the production cast or anything, but I thought that was really cool. Um, Did this movie come before or after Footloose? uh, After. So talking about that, Kevin Bacon, um, who owes his, not all of his acting success to a horror movie, because um, he was like a, he kind of like didn't, necessarily run away from home but he left home at 17 Mm -hmm. um and started in some film and acting and uh plays and things like that yeah then he got a his first like big screen role was friday the 13th did you know that no yeah which one the first one really yeah he gets killed in the cabin after having sex he gets the arrow through the throat not a lot of people remember that. Hmm. So don't say that big actors can't come from horror films. But then I was thinking about I've, it. I've never said that. 
Kevin, no, I'm not saying you oh, okay. do. I'm saying a lot of people are like, oh, horror, blah. But I mean, horror has uh, been Johnny Depp, Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Bacon. Oops. James Bond. As I hit Marcus is so passionate. Jamie Lee Curtis, Kevin Bacon, Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, anymore. he was in <laughs> Friday the 13th. Then he got in Footloose, which was an 80s film. Footloose. Oh, that's right. That is 80s. And Blue suede shoes. Something, it, something. It's notable that he didn't like this role hmm. um, at first when he actually viewed the... Wait, Tremors or Footloose? Tremors. Oh, okay. Because he was more like into serious roles and like big productions and stuff mm-hmm. um, from what I read. And that when the film actually got done and released, he was like, oh, this movie's stupid. Little did he know it was going to gain a huge following. And later on, now he kind of likes the role. I think this movie is better than Footloose, just saying. <laughs> God damn it, Valentine. You're never thinking ahead. <laughs> um, just goes to show. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it turns out that... Um, well, at least his acting wasn't shit. Like, he at least put his effort in, even though he didn't think it was going to be good. And... He does come back to the Tremors universe for the TV series. Huh. There was a TV series of Tremors. So there's a total of five movies, but there's also a TV series that was short-lived that he did reprise his role shortly in like episode one, I believe, hmm. of like five episodes. It was it didn't last long. Ooh, yanks. Um, but I thought it I thought it was interesting to look at Kevin Bacon's filmography again. I like was like this guy's been in more creepy films than I remember. So Tremors would be one. Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, not a big role. He gets killed really quickly. Still, it's he a role. also in Flatliners. Did you ever see Flatliners? I haven't seen the original. Yeah, I saw that, that remake. That one's got Kevin Bacon. It's got... Oh, oh what's his name? Now I forget With his the name. the schnoz. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> um... I'll give it a goog. Oh, what is it? And it's got That's the other dude from. It's got the dude from one of my favorite films, Backdraft, is in it. Flat. Ladders. Yeah, look that crap up, man. Oh, because came, it was the same year, nineteen ninety. Um, it had. Keith or Sutherland. Yeah, it's his name. The 24 hours guy. Or <laughs> 24 hour, you know. Keith or Sutherland. William Baldwin. Yeah, there And we Julia go. Roberts. Backdraft and Julia Roberts. So this episode is now on Flatliners. I had a. That's an interesting film, though. If you haven't seen it, you should go watch it. The reason I said the schnoz is because um, when I was in high school, my acting teacher brought in this guy that she knew. He like she had some connections to him, and he had been in like Halloween Town and some of those movies. And he had that Disney film. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he played like a goblin. He was really cool. Um, usually, just like an extra or somebody that like you know wasn't big, but had you know he was a professional actor. He was acting all the time, and uh, he knew like he had like worked with Kiefer Sutherland's dad or something like that like when they were first starting acting or something I don't know all the details I can't remember it's been so long but I remember him saying that Kiefer Sutherland's son got his schnoz fixed I just remember that (laughs) like I just thought that was funny (laughs) anyway that's my weird thing (laughs) uh, back on to what I was on was just it's amazing like for me to go back and think about all those films Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. were, was in. 
I mean, Friday the 13th, uh, Flatliners, Stir of Echoes. You've never seen that? Hollow Man. Mm-mm. And then he played like roles in A Few Good Men where he plays the... Uh, um, I've seen Roadhouse too with Patrick Swayze. I don't know. I haven't seen that film. I'll give it a goop. I haven't seen Roadhouse either, but I've always wanted to. But then Patrick you got... Patrick Swayze. You got, so you got Kevin Bacon who plays Valentine and you got Fred Ward who plays... Uh, da, 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 I can't think of his name right now. Um, I want to say it's Earl. It is. It's Earl. You got Earl. Michael Gross who plays... Uh, Bert, and you got Reba. Who plays Ernie? Just kidding. You got Reba McIntyre in this film as well, so they also scored a good country star. Well, shit, you can't have a, a horror movie in the country without a country star. It's not in the country, it's in the <laughs> desert. God, I hate people who equ- equivocate. Is that a word? <laughs> I hate when people don't know words. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, this film follows. If you have not seen he Tremors, he's not in Roadhouse. By he's the way. not in Roadhouse. Nope. If you have not followed Tremors, it follows a very simple plot. It's giant worms that have other worms inside of them. I would I would say that they are more like slug creatures with the worms that come out of their mouths. They look like slugs to me. Scaly worms. Slugs. Dude, have Slugs you leave looked... goo behind them everywhere they go. We don't know if there was goo in there. They do leave goo all over the place. Only because it's come from in their mouth. It looks like pumpkin goo. That's their blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like they smashed pumpkins to get it. They're not slugs. Whatever. I'm going with <laughs> their slugs that are underground with snakes in their mouths. No, they're worms with more worms inside of them. They're graboids. It's like... <laughs> What is a graboid? That's what they're called in the film. They call them that in the movie? Dude. <laughs> I've called you dude so many times in this episode. Yeah, they call them graboids. I don't remember that. Because after they first encounter the first one and they they you got Earl and Valentine, they want to get the hell out of this small shit to old town. Bixby or something of like 12 that. Twelve people. They're going to Bixby. They're like, we're getting is out of really here. Is that really what the town yeah, is called? Yeah, that's where they're going. Yeah, you the were Bixby right. The Bixby Canyon Bridge. Yep, they're, they're um, leaving Perfection, Nevada, an isolated ex-mining town in the Sierra Nevadas, and they're going to Bixby. I only remembered that because it's a Bixby Canyon Bridge is a Death Cab for Cutie song. <laughs> well, as they're leaving, because they just got fecal matter sprayed all over them, which would piss me off. It's like it's I don't even know what would make me mad anymore. <laughs> it shows every bad job you can do in a small town. Be because mm-hmm. they're like the small town. We're always asking, event. like, what do people do in small towns for work? Now we know they they <laughs> do the garbage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get beers out of um, toilets. Mm-hmm. That's where they keep their uh, six pack. Where um, I keep mine. Yeah, right. <laughs> And they also have empty septic tanks. But the the core of it is they want to get out of town. Yeah. They run into a man that is on a telephone pole, mm-hmm. which they think he's he's the town drunk anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, we got to go grab him. He's dead. Well, they no, they hadn't got him from up there before, I don't think. 
They just in places because oh yeah, when, uh, like Valentine's they had seen climbing, him, but they were like, "What is he doing up there?" When Valentine is climbing, because they always they do rock paper scissors for mm-hmm. everything, and when he's climbing it, he gets up there and he's like, "God damn it, I gotta get your drunk ass down again." How would just, you get that person down? Well, I don't know. I wouldn't be climbing. Get the air mattress any, out, baby. I would never climb some big power line in the first place. Which got me thinking, why do they need those high voltage lines out there in the middle of nowhere? Because there's less service, so if they have more power, it works better? No, bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my hypothesis. It's. I think the guy's name's Edgar. Edgar, Something get like your ass down from there. You son of a bitch. And they get him down, and he's dead. They take him to the doctor. Doctor's and they're like, like you're dying of dehydration. You mean he just sat up there for three or four days? Which I think you die of dehydration a lot faster than that in the high desert. But that's just I'll me. I'll give it a good. Not try- I'm not trying to be critical. I hope nobody ever looks at my fucking history on my phone. <laughs> yeah, you're going to go to jail. But then... What constitutes a mass shooting? From there we have... More episodes of death. They find the farmer in the field that's literally been basically buried up to the cranium. We find... No, all all that was left was his head. Yeah, that's what I mean. Buried up to the cranium. Oh. You made it sound (laughs) like his body was... Like he was a carrot. he's gone. Um, We find all his sheep dead. The doctor and his wife are dead. The utility guys are dead, which is the... One of the most funny scenes. Hey, man, there's someone around here trying to... He's just like going around killing people. A general rule of thumb. A person can survive for water without water for about three days. But you can actually survive up to ten days without water. I don't know how that's fucking possible. No, man. I'd be crispy. I'd look like a chicken nugget. Um, I would say, though, if you're in the high desert, you'd probably make it a day or two. But I think they were trying to imply, like... In the movie by saying how many days that he was up there for a couple of days. Something weird's going on, man. <laughs> yeah, but with all that being said, they also run into, um, what is her name? The girl's name. I've seen this movie so many times. Rhonda. Rhonda. And she's out there with the university studying seismology. Mm-hmm. And she's got all these testing units around and weird things are happening on that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I think it's fucked out here, basically. Something's not right. Yeah, and we but don't she know. she thinks her stuff's broken. We, we as the audience know something's going on, but they don't. I didn't know. What do you mean you didn't know? I had no idea what this movie was about. Bullshit. We're the farmer. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, whatever. <laughs> Come on, man. Um, I just wanted to see your face. Yeah, I was like, what the hell are you talking about? You didn't know. Like, you're stupid as shit if you didn't catch on. <laughs> But then they, they, they get they try to escape the town to go help the town of twelve people. <laughs> Finally, they like, love their town of twelve people. No, they don't. They just want the hell out of the shithole. But they love the them. people that live there. I don't think so. They turn down beer. <laughs> I can't believe you turned down free beer for one of their jobs that was trying to keep them there. Uh, she but, was gonna pay them and give them somewhere to sleep and give them free beer. No, it was, I'll give you lunches and free beer. And then they're like, it cuts to them driving. They're like, wow, I can't believe we turned down free beer. God damn it, we're going. 
they're going to need a whole lot more free beer to get that town back together. But that's when they get screwed because they run into the utility dudes. They run into the rocks all covered. Every There's no way out. There's only one road Mm -hmm. in and out of here. Mm -hmm. So they go back to the town and back to Walter's shop where everyone hangs out. Walter's got this store. And it is stocked full of the stupidest shit for a small town. Have you realized that? Like what? Dude, he's got a fucking boombox, man, up top for sale. And, like, I was watching it, and this is the first time I started paying attention to the background. I was like, ain't no one in this 12-person town buying your fucking boombox. You don't know that. Yes, I do. They don't know. Someone might buy it. And he's got like 12 cans of tomato sauce. And he's, he's like a fully stocked store. He had pants. Yeah. Brand new pants. Brand new shoes. There's well, like you have only... to go somewhere to buy shit, babe. Yeah. But he you don't more... stock that shit. You'd like special order it. Like you wouldn't have this stuff. They probably couldn't special order it in the 90s. There are two females in the film besides Rhonda who gets introduced lately. So you're telling me Chang... <laughs> keeps pants on fucking stock and shoes in in Rhonda's size for two women. I don't know. I'm not him. No, that there's a reason everyone's left this shitty town. But they go back, and that's when Chang um, is sitting there with Melvin because they have their trucks attacked by a snake-looking thing. Remember. A worm from inside the worm. Go on. And they're all trying to figure out <laughs> a worm from inside the slug. It's a Worms. slug, damn it. Worms. And that's when the name comes up. I, we went on this huge, long tangent to find out the name thing. But he's like, I think we should call them snakeoids. No, better yet, graboids. But then I thought they were like, <laughs> who gives a fuck? Let's kill them. But that's what they're, they, they're known throughout the whole rest of the franchise as Graboids. I thought they were called those things. No, the Graboids. Okay. And then we got... Oh, the Graboids we got farted Val- in here. Valentine and Earl, <laughs> who again are set to rescue the town, this time with horses. Mm-hmm. And um, they're sent out on the horses, but we got Bert. And his wife, I don't even know what his wife's name is. It's played by Reba McIntyre. I don't think we learn her name, do we? You do, but we just called her Reba through the whole thing. Yeah, so we, really everyone just knows her as Reba. They're the gun-toting conspiracy theorists that live in a bunker, pretty much. And they're, I think they're in love with this idea. And that's what I... That was literally the whole point, was that they were like, Yeah, it's finally happening! Yeah, but I think it plays hugely in today's society. Oh, yeah. I think people who prep like that, they want it to happen. I think they're like in love with the the darkness. I would it. want it to happen if I was spending that much goddamn money on my prep yeah, and stuff like a, too. It's like a hobby that you, you <laughs> want if, to happen. And if it doesn't come true, you just wasted a bunch of money. It's like every musician out there. We all want to play on a big stage in front of thousands of people. Only a few of us get to get it. That's like every prepper. They're like, I want a disaster to happen so I can show everybody I was ready and the best. But that's what they are. Hmm. And um, she's like, take my 700 full auto or some crap. I don't know guns that well. Take my big boy stack. And it's so great <laughs> because before that, they're fighting over a 30-30 
in like a 357. <laughs> I don't and understand. Then Earl, Earl's just like, yeah. It's just caliber set. <laughs> yeah. And anyways, I don't get it. you don't need to know it. Numbers. And then this is now the third time they've tried to escape the city. And they don't make it because their horses get eaten. And this was the saddest part in the whole film. I didn't that care about anybody dying. But when I seen the horses getting eaten, I was like, oh. I was also sad for that couple that was building their own home. The doctor and his wife? Yeah. Where the golden oldies coming from? The ground. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was sad. I was like, they're just building their dream home out in the middle of nowhere. What? <laughs> I don't know why I find it funny that you <laughs> fixate on that as the sad part of the film. Because I want to like live out in the middle of nowhere in my dream home. I don't. Animal, I do. You're nuts. After watching this movie, I don't want anything to do with the desert. Well, you know? I just feel sad for them. Well, that's all good. They had a dream and it was shattered because they were eaten. It was sunken. And how sad when she was watching her husband be eaten alive. Help me. She like throws him a two by four. <laughs> she was doing everything she could think of. She didn't know what was happening. And then she gets buried in the station wagon. Poor lady. <laughs> oh, anyways, Val and Earl, they get in a, another scuffle with the Graboids, which aren't named Graboids yet. The things. And then... They run to a retaining wall. There's this random fucking retaining wall in the middle of the desert. Okay. Now, I get it. In, like, Las Vegas, they have these retaining walls, which are almost like channels to channel water mm. when storms come through. What in the hell do you need this thing for out in the middle of nowhere? A town of 12 people? 12? Why should 12 people die in a big flood? I should. Jesus, Marcus. <laughs> give a shit about these 12 stupid sons of bitches. But I love it anyways because... <laughs> it worked. The Graboid knocks itself out and uh, Rhonda's like happens upon them. She was awfully far away from her truck. What was she doing there? Oh, uh, no shit, dude. <laughs> that's so true because they run like... What sons of bitches. No, that's not what she said. We... We were unlocked. Bastards. Bastards, yeah. Um, and that's where Rhonda tells him, no, okay, we got one of them. There's three more of these things. And I'm like, what? And there are. Or is it two more? There's no, three. there's three. They get back to the town after pole vaulting through rocks to stay away from. It's a residual boulders. <laughs> oh my God, it's the best scene in the film. Um, you got Earl, Val, and Rhonda pole vaulting from, from boulder, boulder to, to boulder, boulder to keep away from the graboids. And the things. The, no, they're graboids. From the things. Shut up, they're graboids. And they get to her truck, they haul ass back to the town, they tell the townsfolk what's going on, at first, no one believes them, but then, no, they do believe them because they've seen the snakes. Mm -hmm. But they think, well, they're just snakes, right? And they're like, no, you don't understand. This is a creature's ten times as big. Mm -hmm. And that's when the attack starts happening on the town. And we lose Walter because of his mm -hmm. damn Pepsi machine. 
which was fucking the Walter. coolest eating scene, devouring scene. That was good. It was like watching a like the, a snake eat a rat. Exactly. The only other scene I can think of that was like a like devouring, eating, chomping down on scene that's better is Jaws number one. The very end of that film mm. where he slowly slides into the shark's mouth. That was like this one. Like just very very horrific, graphic with blood, but not overly mm-hmm. graphic. And then they're just gone. Could I'm, you imagine like if you actually got your friend pulled out of the body or out of the mouth and then you're like, oh, dude. Half of him's gone. Just so you know, you don't have any legs anymore. <laughs> can you imagine? You're just a belly button. Can you imagine being eaten alive? Uh, no. I could not. And what happens is the you basically, the graboids... <laughs> <laughs> they eat three of the townsfolk. Well, you got Walter that goes. Lester. Lester. Mm-hmm. Some random guy. He's I, not very important. I think it's Mel. I think Lester's Melvin's dad. Oh. Well, he's well. You, shit you never. Kid. Yeah, you never get that connection. But I, that's what I always connected. And then you get that. That's it. Actually, Lester, Lester, and Walter, the only two that go. The yeah, rest, you're right. The rest of them survive. At first, I thought there was one more, but there isn't. Um, so mm-hmm. that brings the death toll of the film up to like six so far. Yeah. The man it's on really the power pole. No, the two doc, the doctor and his wife, man on the power pole, farmer. The farmer. Two utility workers. Oh, yeah. Then another utility worker that checks on those. Lester, Walter, nine. That's all that dies during the film is nine. That's actually pretty high. Yeah. For a monster film of this magnitude. It's high, but it's like they didn't kill off a ton of like cool people. No, and and a bunch of them are off camera seeing deaths. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is almost like a a kid-friendly monster horror film. It's rated PG-13. Which I don't get because they say fuck in it. You can say fuck one time in a PG-13 movie. Is that the criteria? Mm-hmm. Serious? They give you one fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that because in the X-Men movie where they're like putting like the one where it's like the prequel and they're putting the X-Men together, um, they wanted to save the one fuck for um, Wolverine and they go they go to ask him if he would join the X-Men and he goes, fuck off. And it's his, <laughs> that's his only line in the movie. He had a cameo. It was awesome. Oh my God. I can't believe the MPAA really gives you one fuck. Once fuck. So once is once is innocent enough for PG thirteen, but say it twice, you automatically are. That is so stupid. Well, I didn't make the rules. I know you didn't. I'm just like <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, what in the fuck? I know I've told you that before. Oh, we used our one fuck. Oh, I just said it twice. Oh, we're R rated podcast. Certain now. that I said fuck earlier in the podcast, <laughs> and we've been R rated for a very long time. Did we just hit NC seventeen? What are you talking about? No, we're like beyond that. We're like straight to DVD. Unrated. Like, yeah, unrated. Like, it's bad. I don't think so. You got to do some really screwed up stuff to get on that rating scale. I can do it. I don't know. We don't want to. <laughs> and on next episode you're going to have a new co-host would they escape from the town new york 
in a bulldozer, yeah, which is so cool. That actually was really cool. And it's so slow. They're like... But what, what was even cooler <laughs> was when the Graboid busts into Bert and Reba's fucking underground Their arsenal. And they're just shooting every damn gun they have at this thing. And finally they kill it. Reba even shoots a flare gun into its mouth. Like, That's what got it was the flare, wasn't no, it? No, 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 no. Oh. It was the... Well, um, she was trying everything she could think of. I think it was the elephant gun. He does remember. like two rounds into it and finally dies. And orange juice goes everywhere. Tremors is brought to you by V8 juice. <laughs> I it's like thick God. V8. They're... It's like thick orange juice, but it's not quite V8 because V8's a little more red. No, they're they're massive V8 slugs. <laughs> with it's like an orange melted crayon. <laughs> they get out of the town. It's probably they, what it they is. They head to the mountains or the rocky. Where? They're heading to the mountains to because the mountain they're made of pass. granite and they don't think that the things. They know the graboids. They are called graboids. I'm calling them the things. That's stupid. That's just. Those Carpenter. things are coming for you. No, the, they're graboids. The, they grab you from the under the ground. The thing is John Whatever. Carpenter. The things is tremors. I don't give a fuck. They're called graboids. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> they're called things. <laughs> Wormy guys. They get to the damn mountain. Squirmy, wormy boys. Not, but a little too late. The graboids have set a trap. <laughs> they make their damn. Uh... Every time Marcus says graboid, I'm going to walk out of the room. Well, you got to graboid, graboid, graboid. Say that three times. Graboid. The graboid set I read a this trap. funny thing one time, speaking of graboid, where this, it was like a meme, and it was like, I just had a soccer camp for three days, and this kid came up to me, and I said, what's your name? And he said, weed. And I was like, oh man, this generation is naming their kids stupid stuff, and after the three-day camp, I found out he had a speech impediment, his name was Reed, but I called him weed for three days. I don't like the name Reed either. Well, he can't help it. He was like five, but yeah, he but was like, name my name is kid? Weed. Would you name your kid Reed? No, I'm not an idiot. I wouldn't have kids. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, I guess I don't like the name Reed because I worked in a music retail company for a while and Reeds to me are little pieces of wood that you put between the mouthpiece. Oh, on a saxophone. On a, many instruments. Or a clarinet, clarinet or... All of them. So every time I think of a reed, you ever had a reed, a reed break a... in your mouth? No, I don't play those instruments. Have you? Yeah. Why? Because I played the clarinet for a year, and then I played the saxophone because for I a year. Because I blew a guy named Reed, <laughs> and he totally bricked in my mouth. <laughs> Thanks, Weed. <laughs> no, I played this. I wanted to be Lisa Simpson. <laughs> Whatever, man. My mom made me practice outside. Did you like people that look like Millhouse? No. <laughs> But she was really good at the saxophone, and I thought that was cool. But I was really bad at it. I could play Danny Boy on my clarinet. and Practice then makes perfect. I didn't practice for shit. When I did practice, it was like I was just pressing buttons. I was like... What do you mean? That sounded great. Shut up. But I could play Danny Boy on my clarinet. I couldn't play anything on my saxophone. The Graboids set a trap, <laughs> and their bulldozer falls into 
the worst trap of all, Lacey playing a saxophone. (laughs) (laughs) It's so bad. It's torturous to the ears. It kills everyone. I wish I was as cool as Dukes. You know, that's, that's, that's how you survive the, uh, um, a quiet place universe is you're just walking around with a saxophone and they stay their asses away from you. Fuck yeah. I was really bad at the saxophone. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I've, <laughs> I've heard your uke skills. <laughs> I was, no, this is, this was bad. I know. And you can really screw up on a, like a Oh, when you do, when you would honk. When you, <laughs> and it was worse on the sax, no, it was actually worse on the clarinet than it was on the saxophone. My friend played the flute. She was like, she looked stupid. I remember we were in band together and she was like. I I played the recorder. But there was this like stuff that you were supposed to like put. It was like this uh, waxy stuff that you used like for your reed or your mouthpiece or whatever. I don't know. And I thought I was, know exactly what you're talking about. And I, I thought it was the name chapstick it. forever. Ew. So I would like use it as chapstick. And then I found out it was not chapstick. Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> anyway moving on they get stuck in a trap they start blowing it up with some bombs because Bert is a badass and Bert goes on to be the star of the rest of the series he's in every one of them even number five the prequel Jesus Christ they write him in there and he's got these like homemade uh, fertilizer bombs he's blowing the shit out of things they're running away because of the noises and um, they blow one of them up. They get one of them to eat it like mm-hmm. it's fishing. And pumpkin juice goes everywhere. That's a good way of describing it. Pumpkin juice. It is, man. It's like it's like pumpkin. That's like the color that it is. Yeah. And the last one gets smart. And this is the one that hung their truck up because it's missing one of the one of the snakes, one of the grabbers. One of the inside wormies. And... The outside wormy was missing an inside wormy. Valentine catches on to, well, after he blew, the graboid blows up all their bombs because he spits the one bomb up into the air and it lands on all of them. They got one left and he takes off running towards basically the Grand Canyon. He's like, it was ah, a very large ravine. For I got sure. It's not even a ravine. It's just a straight drop to another world. Yeah. I got a plan. <laughs> Throws the bomb and he knows that they're susceptible to sound. Loud boom. Goes even faster, goes off the edge. And creates another pumpkin mess at the bottom. I would contribute it to like a a sweet potato full of pumpkin juice. Hmm. But like a waxy consistency. Sweet potatoes are waxy. Like, but if you ground them up, they wouldn't look like that. I'm done talking to you about what the... Orange crayons melted. No, I'm talking about the outside of the graboid is like a sweet oh, potato. Oh, yeah, that's what it looks like. If you like. threw a sweet potato against a wall and filled it full of V8 juice, that's the equivalent. Oh, V8 juice is much more red. Pumpkin juice. I agree with the like a like a thick pumpkin juice. Fine carrot juice. Why did why did you go from pumpkin to carrot? Why are you? Because I just have to disagree. Why do you feel? (laughs) And that (laughs) in itself is Tremors number one. (laughs) It was 
is a really good movie. Dude, Tremors. No, is, it actually is hilarious. It's a, an awesome movie. It's I so it. much fun. You cannot go wrong with that one. You can show it to anyone from ages four to 84. Anything over 84, they're not going to understand. Anything under four. You shouldn't have them anyway. <laughs> You're so <evil>. <laughs> <laughs> I love my niece and nephew. All the other kids suck. <laughs> okay, then. They can all be eaten by graboids. Mm-hmm. Less screaming. So, <laughs> what? Kids scream. Well, when they're being eaten by graboids, of course they do. Oh, no, they scream all the time. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Just... 90% of the time. You know, yeah, that's too time. much they, of they the have time. To, <laughs> they have to sleep sometime. Mm-hmm. And they never stop. Even when they're like 30. What's that supposed to mean? I wasn't like pointing you out. It was just like an age that came I think you were mind. pointing me out. No, I wasn't. Uh-huh. I wasn't. Yep. Someone said, help, Marcus is going to beat me. <laughs> I'm giving her that look right now. Mm-hmm. And on that episode, we're going to end. He's not mad at me. He's disappointed. <laughs> that was the look you gave me. Don't get caught beating Lacey. Help. <laughs> <laughs> you guys all have a great night. Don't get caught out in the desert being eaten by some graboids. And if you have seen Tremors... Or know anything of the film, which I'm sure a lot of you have. What was your favorite character? Because everyone can relate to one of these characters, I think. Everyone. Or every one of us know one of the characters. Lacey? She's Walter. Hands Fuck down. off. <laughs> I am not. No, you're Melvin. I'm the cool, like, girl that's really smart. Rhonda? Yeah. No, you're Melvin. <laughs> I'm like, a cool girl like on, the, the worst. on the pogo stick. Nancy? I always wanted a pogo stick. I wasn't allowed to have one. My mom thought I'd break my leg. You probably would have. <laughs> <laughs> you all have people.